sing you sweet. You'll meet many Irish stars like Ray, Gene, and Frankie, Tom, Hugo, and T.R. But tonight we pay our tribute to the finest of them all. Would you greet the man from Oma? His name is Brian Cole. He was born and raised in Oma near the village of Drum Quinn. They say it was his father who taught him how to sing. With Panamacorbate Records, all wind up gramophone. That was long before the TV was part of every home. He also had a wireless that he listened to each day. And he searched for country stations from Nashville, USA. And then he heard Slim Whitman sing about his China doll. So Brian learned to yodel his lonesome cattle call. It was back in 1960 he joined the show band scene. And he had his first hit record, but I'll take you home, Kathleen. And in the early 70s, the Buckaroos were born. With radio and TV shows, Brian Paul was number one. From London to Chicago, to Nashville's music room. Merrill Haggard, Hank and Charlie Pride all stopped to say hello. To the country star from Ireland that's loved by one and all. They're proud to pay their tribute to the great, great Brian Paul. So let us join together and salute one of our peers who sang his country music for 25 great years. To listen to country music, I'm sure I speak for all. Just carry on and sing your song, God bless you, Brian Paul. Memories. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome along to another edition of uh, Ireland uh, Calling, brought to you with the great support of the Hugh Green Group. Oliver Lee is my name, and uh, tonight's programme, we're going to feature quite a bit of uh, country music. Uh, that song there was a tribute to Brian Call. Brian passed away uh, suddenly on Saturday night uh, in uh, Oma, in, in, might have died in, in Dungannon, but from Oma in County Tyrone, a great uh, country Irish country music singer, only um, 69 and uh, suffered a, a massive heart attack. Uh, he was suffering, had issues with um, uh, cancer, but uh, it looks like that uh, he got a heart attack and he was ready to go, according to a, a lovely interview with his daughter on um, Michael Cummins' programme on Midwest Radio in um, out of Ballyhonis on uh, Sunday night. Uh, tonight's programme, you listen to us in Auckland on a Wednesday night, Christchurch Saturday night, Capitol Coast on uh, Sunday afternoon and Wellington on uh, Sunday night. And um, as I said, uh, we're going to have a country music show uh, tonight. So wherever you're listening or listening across the sea uh, on planetaudio.org.nz, uh, we'll bring you all the latest news from Ireland. And indeed, there's been a lot happening in the last uh, week. Thankfully, on the COVID front, numbers are dropping so the uh, lockdown that's been in place for two weeks uh, are working. But uh, lots of other things happening on the political front 
and um, on the sports front as well a big day this weekend just Friday coming up when two former New Zealanders uh, will take the feast uh, for um, the men in green Ireland James Lowe and uh, Jamison Park played for the Blues uh, will uh, line out uh, for Ireland in their game against Wales but anyway stay with me for the next hour and uh, we'll kick it off here with indeed uh, two songs from Brian Call Someday You'll Call My Name uh, followed by followed by All Loves Never Die
the late Brian Call there and a song called Someday You'll Call My Name. Brian who passed away suddenly uh, last uh, Saturday night. Brian had a band called the Buckaroos and they were big on the show band scene in Ireland late 60s and 70s and into the 80s. So following on from uh, Big Tom who died, uh, I think it's over three years, since. well certainly over two since Big Tom died. And Jane Stewart, another man, uh, a great uh, country music singer. So sadly a few of these great uh, singers of bygone years are uh, passing away. But uh, we'll play another song or two from Brian before the end of the programme tonight. But indeed, all the programmes are, um, all the songs on the programme tonight are uh, country music uh, songs. I'll just go back to clear myself up there. Jamison Gibson Park is the player that uh, has been selected uh, to play in the Irish team uh, along with James Lowe. James will make his first appearance for Ireland. Grew up in Nelson and obviously played with the Chiefs. And had the opportunity to go and uh, play rugby in Ireland uh, with the carrot dangled in front of him that uh, after three years he could wear the green jersey. So what a great uh, achievement it is. There's lovely pictures of him here uh, in the Irish Independent as he was uh, in the uh, hit-out run today. But of course, all these matches, the next four home matches will be played uh, in empty stadiums. Um, both Ireland uh, play Wales this weekend and then are away to England but no crowds and this is going to be a huge issue not indeed for rugby but for all sports going forward but more about sport on the programme uh, later on but we'll quickly look through uh, the new cases today 270 new cases confirmed and uh, 16 additional deaths although some of them deaths uh, have been historic cases as far as my memory serves me um, of the deaths reported today 14 occurred uh, in November, one occurred in October and uh, one remains under investigation. So still quite high, uh, taking the total number of cases in Ireland now to 65,889 and uh, we must be up to 1,900 deaths, I'd say, uh, at this stage. Uh, certainly it was um, around the 1,800 mark uh, two weeks ago, but uh, at least uh, the numbers are going in the right direction and falling and some counties are doing uh, much better than others, unlike uh, what's happening uh, in other parts of the world, obviously the US of A, uh, with huge numbers there, over 100,000 every day. But of course, the big news was yesterday, uh, the announcement that a vaccine uh, has been uh, discovered and uh, it's uh, in its final stages of testing at the moment, but it looks like it could um, be uh, the answer to everybody's uh, prayers. So, But uh, of course, there's a long way to go before that has to, will be approved by the health authorities in all the different uh, jurisdictions, including New Zealand uh, here. The other man that had a big uh, day uh, this evening, but he survived it, Leo Varadkar. Uh, he survived a vote of confidence. There was a vote of no confidence put down um, in, by Sinn Féin and the Doyle, but uh, it was uh, defeated and uh, the Taoiseach uh, won that uh, by 92 to 65. Uh, he obviously uh, fronted up in the Doyle last week and apologised for passing some top secret documents to uh, he said, the guy said he was a friend Leo said he wasn't a friend, he was more of an acquaintance but he was the head of a, one of the GP's uh, unions, the National Association for General Practitioners a guy, another doctor who happened to be uh, a close friend of Leo's uh, partner and uh, this was in April last year when the Taoiseach was uh, obviously uh, in, in power and uh, this document was certainly uh, marked private and confidential not for distribution but he sent this to uh, Dr O'Toole, uh, who was trying to, you know, strike a deal with uh, his association uh, uh, with the government. So it looks like uh, it's died at the moment, but uh, certainly 
um, Leo Varadkar uh, will have gone down in his estimations within his um, own party and uh, who knows whether there might be uh, a move to, to remove him as leader of Fine Gael before he's due to take over as uh, Taoiseach uh, in uh, December 2022. So he's got two more years there, uh, whether uh, that will uh, come to pass or not, whether the government will last that long, we'll just have to wait and see. And there was a small bit of an embarrassment for the Taoiseach this afternoon, Michal Martin. He was due to uh, take a call from uh, uh, President-elect Joseph Biden, and uh, before the call came through, somebody accidentally uh, put out a tweet saying that uh, the Taoiseach had a great chat with Mr. Biden for uh, 20 minutes. And uh, the tweet had to be deleted, actually, uh, because he hadn't spoken to him at that stage. But indeed, Mr. Biden did ring him after, I think, he spoke to Angela Merkel, uh, President Macron, Boris Johnson. He might have been number two of the four leaders uh, President-elect spoke to. And uh, in fact, he was... Um, interested or he knew uh, that Mayo had beaten Roscommon last week in the Connacht final and will be playing Galway next weekend. Of course, Joe Biden, President-elect, strong connections in Mayo and, and Loud, Ballina, and uh, obviously there's a connection up there uh, in, in Derry as well, but he'll certainly uh, be planning to make a visit to Ireland uh, in his during his term as uh, President of the United States of America. But uh, the other man's not gone yet. He's putting up a battle and uh, they might have to, what do you call it, uh, drive him out or maybe uh, Biden might have to govern from another house. But uh, Trush, uh, Trump doesn't seem to want to, to move out of the White House just yet. But uh, there'll be uh, lots of manoeuvring over the next uh, few weeks before he heads away. All right, Margot and Irish eyes. <laughs> Thank you. 
Margot there and Irish Eyes and you're listening to Ireland Calling brought to you with the support of uh, the Hugh Green Group. We'll just run through some of the headlines uh, from the Irish Independent. Guard of the driver arrested on suspicion of drink driving. Leo Radker, I've learned from it. Leo Radker wins confidence motion 92 votes to 65. Michael Haley Ray apologises for supporting the former FAI boss John Delaney. There was a documentary on John Delaney which was screened on Sunday night and it certainly um, just uh, reinforced all the, the things that were said about him in the media uh, during his tenure as FAI uh, chief executive, now living somewhere in the UK. Uh, students sit average two three-year subjects in November leaving cert, according to uh, headline there from Norma Foley, who's uh, the Minister for Education convicted human trafficker who has been on the run for over a decade has been arrested in Dublin and how will Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine defense defense last and when will it be available in Ireland I think Ireland is due to get about 2 million uh, uh, doses of the the vaccine and uh, I think each dose everybody will need uh, two doses but the vaccines will be distributed to all the European countries so uh, even though Pfizer have a big uh, plant in Ireland I don't think the, this vaccine will be manufactured there, uh, but they do manufacture uh, a number of other uh, products, including Viagra, I think, uh, used to be manufactured down there in Cork. And uh, priests upset by online mass hoppers rating performances and counting uh, views. Uh, so there are some of the, the headlines that's there. Of course, the other uh, big issue that's dominating the news in Ireland at the moment, uh, still relating to... The golf gate. This was the event that took place in August in Clifton and Connemara around this golf tournament, and uh, there was eighty-one people that dined uh, in a hotel in Clifton after the prize given. They were supposed to be split into two rooms with a partition, and uh, but anyway, the event blew up, and um, Phil Hogan was forced to resign his senior position as European Commissioner. Uh, Dara Kaliri was forced to resign Jerry Buttermer was forced to resign a number of other people got slapped across the ring, uh, wrists and of course all the other people that were there the business people from many parts of Ireland who probably shouldn't have been there either uh, they all got away scot-free but of course there was one other guest there that day, former Attorney General and incoming Supreme Court Judge Seamus Wolfe and um, he obviously uh, was interviewed by the former Chief Justice uh, in September and uh, she made her recommendation to the uh, current Chief Justice saying that uh, his um, to participate in the golf event wasn't, uh, in her view, a sackable offence, but that was up to the Chief Justice, Frank Clark, and what he were to do. The only problem was that uh, a transcript of the interview uh, with Justice Denham got into the media. I think it had to be released publicly and uh, Seamus Wolfe uh, obviously was very critical of the media and was very critical of the reaction to this golf particular event. He said he broke no law. And then there was two or three meetings scheduled with the Chief Justice, which didn't happen. And now uh, a series of letters between the two have been aired in the public domain. And uh, the latest uh, issue is that uh, he's been asked to resign, but he said he's going nowhere and uh, there's a bit of a constitutional crisis uh, in Ireland at the moment, of course. There's a division between uh, the state, uh, politics and law, and rightly so. But uh, obviously, in this instance, this is something uh, that uh, has never happened before. Uh, he might have to be impeached, is what they're talking about, if he doesn't resign. And of course, once you're a Supreme Court judge, you can't kind of fall back into 
uh, becoming a normal uh, barrister. So there's all types of implications there. And some people say it's been a bit harsh for a man that uh, obviously was on holiday in Donegal, may not have been uh, in the right frame of mind following up with all the other bits and pieces of news happening at that particular time when he drove from Donegal down to play uh, the round of golf. And if he'd gone home, like former Taoiseach in the Kenny, uh, he wouldn't be in the situation he is today. But at the moment, uh, it looks like a, a no-win situation uh, for the judiciary in Ireland. For all the people from Kilkenny, taking on Galway this weekend in the Leinster hurling final. wonder whether the song will be sung after the end of the game. Well, it might be played over the intercom. Don't be anybody singing it because there'll be nobody there. The Rose of Moon Coin from T.R. Dance.
J.R. Dallas, uh, who came to fame in Ireland in the 80s with a song, Who Shot J.R.? There he is singing The Rose of Moon Coin. And we give you all the GA results and the upcoming fixtures uh, later on on the programme tonight. And don't forget, if you want to watch your favourite team playing, uh, you can log on to gaago.ie, gaago.ie, and you can uh, buy a package of a package for the next uh, few weeks. It's half the price of what it normally is, or you can buy individual games. And, of course, uh, the big shock last weekend was the defeat of Kerry, literally in the last minute of extra, not extra time, added time. There was a, two periods of uh, extra time because the game finished in a draw and no replays, obviously. Uh, so uh, a big win uh, for Cork, disappointment for Kerry and uh, a win for Mayo, a good win for Mayo and that uh, win for Mayo was discussed between Taoiseach Indy Kenny and Vice President-elect uh, Joseph Biden uh, when he uh, spoke by phone earlier on this evening, Irish time. And uh, Joe Biden has said uh, they'll have to hold him back uh, during his term of office from coming on a visit to Ireland. And he certainly wants to visit his ancestral homes in both uh, Loud and in, in County Mayo. So uh, it must be, it was a great weekend. And I thought his speech on Sunday here, our time in New Zealand, was, was wonderful. Now on Sunday night, I linked up with uh, Michael Commons on uh, his very popular show on Midwest Radio and uh, it was a very packed show on Sunday night because uh, news had broke earlier that day of Brian Call's uh, sudden death and he did a special tribute and uh, spoke to Brian's daughter, Cathy, who gave a very detailed description of the last uh, few hours of her dad. I thought it was a brilliant interview. It was early in the morning, but uh, spoke of uh, what happened and how her dad was ready to go and didn't want to be um, revived and um, he's gone to his eternal rest. But a great uh, singer. And uh, Michael had a chat with me for about 15 minutes talking about the programme here and what I do in New Zealand. And uh, it was great that so many people uh, listening to his programme uh, over there covering, well, literally all over the world, but very strong listenership. Mayo and Roscommon and parts of North East Galway um, sent many people, uh, sent messages, including Anne Cannon, who uh, listens to Michael's programme and she's listened to this show tonight. And Anne has a nephew, Dara Sheridan, living in Auckland. And Dara, uh, we had on the programme here last year, he's with High Performance Sport New Zealand. So, um, Dara, if you're listening, uh, your Auntie Anne Cannon from Galway sends you uh, best uh, wishes. I'd also like to give a plug uh, to my good friend, uh, Tom Gilmore. Tom has just uh, uh, published a, a book, was published by O'Brien Press. Tom uh, has written the book on Paddy Cole, the King of the Swingers. And the book is out now. In fact, uh, I'm looking here. You can buy it online uh, from the Amazon um, uh, particular site. But uh, the book, uh, if you want to get a copy in Ireland, uh, it's available at Easton's Bookshops in Ireland. If you're a Paddy Cole fan, and, and hopefully for the end of the year, we might have a chat to, to Paddy here and talk about his life. Uh, an extraordinary musician and uh, a very well-connected man in the music scene uh, in Ireland. He won't make the cut on my programme tonight, Paddy, because uh, this is country music all the way. But uh, look forward to, to playing some of your uh, tunes uh, on a future issue of uh, Ireland uh, Calling. And that's the programme you're listening to now, brought to you each week, as it is with the great support of uh, the Hugh Green Group. So wherever you listen tonight, hope you're enjoying the programme. And we'll continue on with a bit more music. And I'm sure Paddy knows this woman very well. <laughs> Yeah. 
Philomena Bagley there on the way old friends do and just looking uh, reading up a bit about Philomena while well, that song was in playing she's, uh, she turned 78 there a few weeks ago and uh, Paddy Cole I see is uh, just uh, turned 80 and uh, Brian Cole who passed away I might have said earlier 69 Brian was 79 and um, I also see a little bio here on uh, Ray Lynham and uh, my story about Ray Lynham Ray uh, family had a shop in Moat in County Westmeath and uh, when I was working in Dublin in the 80s in the Ulster Bank, I used to get a bus home the first few months of working in Dublin. We went home every weekend, a Barton's bus from outside Dublin Castle. And we used to pull up in Moat and uh, go in and get a cup of tea and a, a Kit Kat or something there on a, a Friday night as uh, the busload of country people, as cultures as we would have been called in Dublin, headed home uh, to Galway and to, to Roscommon. But I always remember seeing Ray there serving up tea and coffee to everybody in the bar at about um, half seven, quarter to eight on a Friday night and uh, the odd Saturday night, following night, he'd be playing uh, in the Sound of Music Club in, in Glanamaddy and I'm sure I know Brian Call did play there and Philomena Begley and I'm sure Paddy Cole might have played there the odd time as well. But you're listening to Ireland Calling brought to you with the support of uh, the Hugh Green Group wherever you're listening around the country. And uh, we go back and have a look at the sports results from the weekend. A very condensed uh, All-Ireland final series this year. And, of course, uh, there's no um, uh, backdoor for uh, the footballers, but there's a a backdoor for the hurlers, and that draw was made on uh, Monday morning. And 
I'm sure it's Wexford uh, against Clare and uh, Cork against uh, Tipperary, I'm pretty sure, in uh, the game. But, of course, there'll be plenty of um, action in the um, Wexford and Clare match because Wexford, obviously... um, Davy Fitzgerald, former Wexford hurler uh, and manager and now manager of uh, Wexford and uh, taking on his uh, native county clear. But the results last weekend um, in the Munster Hurling Championship, uh, in fact, there was no games last weekend. The final is coming up on the 15th. You've got Waterford against uh, Limerick. Just trying to think here. No, there was definitely no games uh, last uh, weekend in the Munster Hurling Championship. Uh, And then, so you've got this weekend coming up in Leinster, uh, you've got Kilkenny against uh, Galway. Uh, that's in Crow Park on uh, Saturday evening, which will be Sunday morning here, our time. And of course, if you want to watch these games, uh, you can watch them on gaago.ie or tune in to RTE Saturday Sport or Sunday Sport, free to air on that, or even your own local uh, station. Right, we'll move on with the... Um, Leinster Championship, that was uh, all over. Now we're on to, to football here, are we? I'm looking, no, no, football championships, we'll come to that here in a minute. And of course, the other uh, Munster final is between Waterford and Limerick, and that's on Sunday week, or Sunday, uh, Galway, Kilkenny Saturday, and uh, Limerick and Waterford. And uh, the draw, as I said, uh, Wexford against Clare and uh, Tipperary against Cork in the playoffs. And then they'll meet the, the winners of uh, the games this weekend. Right, Connacht Football Championship. Uh, Galway had a walkover over Sligo uh, last weekend because of uh, COVID. Uh, it was common. Uh, they played at home against Mayo, beating 13 points to Mayo's 116. I think the Mayo manager, James Horden, uh, brought in about five or six uh, young players. So Mayo are playing Galway uh, in Salt Hill on uh, Sunday next. Galway haven't played a game for about uh, three weeks. And Mayo have played, uh, obviously, two games, one against Leitrim that they won easily 215 to 10 points and the game against Roscommon. So you probably have to uh, tip Mayo to win that game. But Galway, uh, obviously playing at home, but again, no advantage playing in front of uh, empty stands in Salt Hill in Galway. A lot of games on in Leinster last weekend. Um, you had uh, awfully 16 points, beaten by Kildare, 20 points. And I'm pretty sure one of the Kildare players went out and played uh, the day after uh, his dad was laid to rest. Uh, Whitlow, seven points. Westmead, Mead, seven goals and 14 points. That was played in Ockram, so maybe Mead could give the Dubs uh, a battle in the Leinster Championship yet. Longford, 114. Leash, 116. Westmead, 11 points. Dublin, 22. And uh, this weekend, you've got semi finals. Kildare play Mead and Dublin uh, play Leash, with the final Leinster final taking place on the 21st, 22nd of November. Monster Championship, the big shock. Uh, Parky Cueve last Sunday, Cork won 12, Kerry 13 points. Cork hadn't beaten Kerry, uh, I think, since 2012. And uh, Kerry were odds on favourites and, fee- in fact, even uh, tipped to beat Dublin in an All Ireland final. But uh, they just didn't. It was played in terrible conditions and uh, they didn't really get going. They had quite a few chances. Balls skimmed off the crossbar, off the upright and uh, went wide by a whisker in the first half. But uh, Cork snooped through, one twelve thirteen 13 points. So the Munster final will be played in Porky Cueve on Sunday week uh, against uh, Tipperary. So you probably uh, think that Cork will win that and um, will probably go on and play the winners of the uh, Connacht uh, final. 
Um, so there could be an easy pathway there. I heard um, Porrick Joyce been interviewed about that on radio yesterday, but he wasn't looking past the game this weekend uh, against Mayo. And uh, up in Ulster, plenty of games played there last weekend. You had Cavan, uh, 13 points, struggled to beat Antrim after knocking over Monaghan the previous week. And uh, Fermanagh went down to down, 115 to 11 points. So this weekend, you've got Saturday, Donegal against Armagh. That'll be a tough game. And down against uh, Cavan uh, on Sunday. So that's uh, all the uh, GA championships uh, that uh, took place. So uh, certainly good that the football in Harlan uh, is, is taking place at the moment. And there is Camogie uh, matches as well uh, taking place. But uh, obviously all playing being played behind uh, closed doors. Right, moving on. Next here, we might as well go with Daniel O'Donnell. He's a country Irish singer and the fields of Athenry. <laughs> By a lonely prison wall I heard a young girl calling Michael, they have taken you away For you stole Trevelyan's corn Ship lies waiting in the bay.
Yes, Daniel O'Donnell there and the fields of Athenry. And, uh, of course, uh, this has been a pretty challenging year for, for many people, but uh, especially for people in the entertainment industry, of course. It's not just the entertainers that uh, make the money from concerts and uh, selling CDs, etc. It's the people, it's the band members, it's the people that uh, work with them. And I know that Daniel uh, did a concert online uh, recently, uh, two weeks ago, and all funds uh, from that uh, went to help uh, the band members. Of course, Daniel would be uh, travelling around the world at the moment, uh, probably in America this time of the year, uh, playing concerts and uh, normally would have packed out shows uh, throughout the year. But hopefully, now that a vaccine is uh, in the uh, market, uh, the uh, issues that we've all experienced over the last 10 months uh, will be a distant memory maybe in five or six months' time. It won't all happen uh, in the next, um, what do you call it, few weeks. But uh, certainly, I'd say within the next uh, six months, we could um, be well on the track to uh, certainly, um, you know, getting back to life uh, as it is in, in normal. Uh, just, uh, I'll run through some of the headlines from uh, yesterday's Irish Independence. Pretty sad here, uh, where you see uh, the two Chief Justice and Supreme Court judge who are probably good friends and um, the headline in the Irish Independent yesterday says top judges go to war over Golfgate uh, furor. And uh, it's amazing. A lot of people are saying that the law is probably going to be on Supreme Court Justice uh, Seamus Wolfe's uh, side because he's technically speaking uh, didn't do anything wrong. The only way a judge can be um, removed if he's of um, in um, what do you call it in sound mind or if he's brought uh, the legal system into disrepute by some of his actions, whereas he maintains he was um, doing everything, that uh, he was ensured uh, that everything was going to be right on the day of this golf tournament. And uh, I suppose in one way, you have to feel sorry for him. You have to feel sorry for Derek Leary. You feel sorry for Phil Hogan and indeed Jerry Buttermer, uh, who all um, obviously lost senior positions. Now, 
uh, Derek Leary is still uh, a TD uh, for Mayo and he probably will get back be a minister in a, a future uh, <coughs> not too distant future same with Jerry Buttimer Lass Cancorla and I'm sure Phil Hogan uh, because of his reputation will end up with some high profile directorships and uh, may end up uh, getting some other uh, big trade job in the near future but uh, when you're a, a senior senior justice like Justice Seamus Wolfe uh, it is hard uh, probably uh, to get a job uh, like uh, the other people I mentioned so there's a bit of sympathy there for him but I think in hindsight he probably would love to turn the clock back and uh, I know he did apologise uh, very early on but uh, certainly uh, the transcript of his uh, interview seems to have um, what done the damage and uh, you know he released a 12 page or he, a 12 page letter that he wrote to the Chief Justice uh, was uh, published uh, yesterday in the paper so certainly uh, not uh, good news. Houlihan rules out early advice to shops, pubs, restaurants for Christmas. There's a picture here of Henry Street uh, with about, I'd say, 10, 15 people on it. Uh, that was um, obviously a street from now on uh, would be packed as people lead up to uh, Christmas. I know the shops uh, will open nearly 24-7 uh, if they're given the go-ahead uh, by the, uh, the government. I read this here yesterday. Priests upset by online mass hoppers rating performances and counting views. Priests have said that they're upset by the very hurtful criticism of mass hoppers who go from one online mass to another and passing comments comments over their uh, performances. And um, I certainly have uh, joined in uh, and uh, watched a number of uh, services online. And uh, but I see Father Brendan Hoban, co-founder of the Priest Group. Um, told that the Irish independent priests are being pressurised to have webcam facilities and some against their own uh, wishes. He said many felt uneasy and diminished by incessant comment about the number of followers they have online and the number of views their masses get by mass hoppers. So uh, I know that uh, another man from Neck of the Woods, Declan Ganley, who's living now in Moyne Park in Galway, once a former um, missionary um, uh, college, uh, he's taken a case to the High Court saying that uh, people should be allowed to, to go to, to Mass. So I'm not sure uh, where that's got in the last week, but uh, he's certainly out there. Uh, very um, pro-Catholic uh, man he is, Declan Ganley, and uh, obviously would like to be able to, to go to Mass on Sunday. And I know for all the people here, uh, it is it, it is upsetting that you cannot go, but uh, it's great to get back again. I see crowds are, are, are picking up here again in um, Auckland and Takapuna where we uh, go Right, what else has uh, happened? Looking through obviously uh, some of the uh, pictures in the the paper and some of the feedback uh, to the uh, news that um, uh, Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the US of A obviously feels very strongly uh, towards Ireland has uh, connections obviously there and uh, there was a clip of him which was obviously recorded a few a while back when he was going from one meeting to another in the BBC. Uh, somebody shouted, say, I'm from the BBC, have you any comment? And he just turned around and smiled and said, I'm Irish and kept walking away. So uh, obviously uh, Britain had thrown all their uh, eggs into the Trump basket and were close to probably doing a deal uh, with the um, former US uh, president, uh, a free trade deal, but that's all now. Uh, on the back burner and uh, I heard uh, a newly elected senator whose uh, parents are both from Irish, Senator Boyle, been interviewed in Morning Ireland the other day and uh, he said that uh, Europe, uh, the US, uh, their number one priority would be to do 
uh, trade deals with uh, bigger nations like the European Union and indeed China. He said that the, the Britain isn't a big trading partner of the US, so uh, that'll be worrying news for uh, Boris Johnson and indeed uh, the British people um, if uh, they're put uh, well down the line on a trade deal uh, with the, the US of A. So certainly uh, the election of Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, as Vice President-elect, uh, has dominated the news in Ireland. And uh, Trump is out there um, filing lawsuits all over the place. And uh, I see where John Taylor, the former unionist MP from Northern Ireland, he got himself into a lot of bother with a tweet where he referred to Kamala Harris as uh, the Indian uh, in a tweet that he posted the other day. And uh, he had to uh, apologise and he's still getting a lot of stick in the media uh, for it. Uh, Very racist remarks, which he said he's not. Right, we'll move on and um, this time we look around here and see who we've uh, got. We'll go with Nathan Carter on the wagon wheel. Rally, but at least I will be free. Yeah. 
Nathan Carter there on Wagon Wheel taking us almost to the end of a, another edition of Ireland Calling. I'm about to quickly look and see what was happening in the farm independent just so we'll certainly look at the headlines. Beef exports take a 70 million hit from COVID restrictions in the European market. Thumbs up here. Farmer Sean Hennessy from Ballyragget, County Kilkenny pictured with Dick and Bernie Murphy of Murphy Motors Kilkenny after winning the use of a T5 New Holland tractor for three months as part of the celebrations to Mark Murphy's Murphy, Murphy's Motors, 60 years in business and certainly a nice looking tractor there. Uh, what else is happening here? Uh, the man here, all creatures great and small. Margaret and Gerard O'Leary from McCroom. County Cork with their pet Blackie at a weekly Martin Bandon and Blackie's a big, uh, a big uh, chuck. Um, there's obviously pictures here of people in March still waking, uh, wearing uh, masks which are still very, very important. Uh, over there in Ireland. There's a man planting some winter wheat at Baldonna last week. Winter planting. Uh, Bugs life. Uh, what else has happened? This is the most cruel and unjust tax ever imposed on rural people. Independent today, Michael Fitzmaurice slams carbon tax as he disputes the utterly flawed science behind the proposed laws and urges rural TDs to take action against the new laws. And there's a picture of Michael. Doesn't live too far from me. Uh, went to the same school as me, pictured on his farm in Glinsk on the Galway-Ruscommon border. And he's got a, a manure spreader there in the PTO and he's got a Mikhail Baylor in, in the background. So I must read that in more detail. Fitzmaurice says farmers should be celebrated for our world-class produce, not treated as outcasts. And I know that's the similar feeling to farmers uh, here in, in New Zealand as a result of uh, some of the, uh, uh, what do you call it, backlash that came to them over some of their farming practices. Right, we leave it there for another night and uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, the programme and uh, I'm just trying to, we might as well go out uh, with a song by Brian Cole uh, who passed away at the weekend. All loves never die. Good night, goodbye and God bless. (laughs) 